Welcome to the Marshall Pro Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and for this week at Lamont, for all of our day at Lamont episodes, our new friends at Genetic Cars. We have three interviews for you today, captured by DailySportsCar.com's Stephen Kilby. We open with Canada's awesome Pro-Am driver, part of the Aston Martin Racing Team, that being Paul Dallalana. We're then followed by Aston Martin Racing Reserve Driver, Ross Gunn. And then we close with Brian Gush, Motorsports Director for Bentley. And so with those three interviews, we have our Wednesday, June 12th edition of the day at Le Mans, a little bit later than desired, but with practice and qualifying running till midnight, young Mr. Kilby was juggling many, many good things. And we will be back to you tomorrow with more interviews and more insights from what is happening at Circuit de la Sarthe as the 87th edition of the 24 Hours of Le Mans is getting closer and closer to becoming a reality. I'm here with Paul Dallalana, driver of the number 98 Aston Martin Racing Vantage here at Le Mans for another year. Um, and it's good to get a chat with him in before, before the, we hit the track here at Le Mans. Have you enjoyed this super season? There's all the sort of hype surrounding it, you know, them trying to make it, you know, the transition to the winter calendar as smooth as possible. Yeah. And there was a bit of apprehension, wasn't there, at the start? Yeah. But we're at the end of it now. Have you enjoyed it? That's a, that's a really good question. Listen, I, I, you know, I applaud them for taking the step. I think a lot of drivers, I know the ones I've talked to, have said, you know, they, they still find the idea of, uh, at least in the northern hemisphere, a school year calendar a bit weird. You know, it's something they've never done in their racing career. So for me, I have a bit of a different issue to deal with just around my own personal calendar. So to do all this, to end up to go there, I, I think is, is, I might say, a little bit undecided. Um, you know, it has been it has been cool. There's been some great events this year. If I think back on it, I think about, you know, Sebring was a cool event and there were lots of doubts about how that was going to come off. You know, doing Le Mans twice is always great. Um, but I think for me personally, you know, our, we've had such a choppy season in terms of racing that it sort of overwhelms the, the you know, the logistic of the season. And There's been no rhythm, has there? Really, we've been super frustrated this year, just both with our own execution, certainly with some, you know, some relative performance and just some tough luck. So... I'm feeling a little bit bittersweet about the year, frankly, and, you know, the only way to sort of get that, you know, out of my mind is to have a good result in the moment, you know, at the end, it's going to be the, the thing that sort of tips it to, uh, you know, was it okay or was it a, a shitty season, excuse my language, so, you know, I think we're right on the edge, which is unusual for us, you know, we've always been in the hunt and always had good results and been fighting, and, and this year it just seems like we've been a bit on our back foot, so. That's going to define our year, I think, is how we how we do this weekend, and yeah, it's, so could could end up being a great season. You have to talk to me in a few days. <laughs> how do you like your chances with the the old girl? It's what what could be its final appearance on in the WC. Obviously, maybe somebody would dig one out. It does happen. Yeah, yeah. but this looks like it's it. Do you think it's still it's still capable over 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, what, what do we know? We know that it's going to finish. I mean, that's the great thing. It's, it's you know, it's reliable and all the, all the little uh, quirks have been worked out of the car over the last eight years. So, you know, we know that. I, I think, um, you know, in, in AMS with all things, I mean, 
it's going to be about execution versus the car performance more. So I'm not, you know, I'm not sure where we are. If we're, I hope we're there or thereabouts. It did seem like, uh, you know, that we, you know, at least there were some stronger, stronger makes, you know, in, in the uh, in the test. So I hope that sort of gets sorted out. But I still believe that the race is going to come down to execution. And, and so, you know, I, I think we've got a, a good lineup, and if we can just, you know, drive as we're capable. You know, we'll be right there at the end, and then you never know. I mean, hopefully, it is a race, and and you know, it's like 2017 in pro where we've got a big fight, and and we can really, you know, really have at it. But um, you know, for us, that's a, this may be one of those weird years where I think we've come with high expectations in every year leading up to this, and and uh, you know, if we take a little bit of that pressure off, um, just go about our it's race. A bit more of an under the radar Le Mans guys, and I think that probably helps in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping it does. I mean, I think it just stay within our limits and do everything that we can do. And, and uh, yeah, so let's see. But, um, you know, I, I think we've seen over the course of the year that this car has been a little bit off the pace and, and we've been pushing really hard to get that changed. I know it, was, it was a frustration that, you know, you, because of the new calendar, there wasn't the chance for you to switch cars. Yeah. It's and a, that, yeah. It did always seem like you were going to be a little bit on the back foot because even if you could have swapped halfway through the season, it would have made a difference, right? Yeah, no, no question. And you can see that would have been the perfect time because, you know, by then, over the course of the year, you know, the pro car had been developed and sorted out a little bit more and starting to find its legs. So, yeah, in any event, that's uh, that's the way the rules are. So we were okay with that. I think we, we had hoped that they would... Um, you know, get things a little bit closer than they did, and, and it does seem, you know, certainly up until this race, that for sure, Porsche's had a, a really, really strong car for the for the year. It's been hard to fight, so you know. But again, I mean, we've had years too when we were dominant, and you know, that's just part of racing. So ultimately, oddly enough, if if we had just gotten results, we led both of the last races into the last, you know, last hour of the race. If we had gotten those results, I think mathematically we'd be leading the championship right now so you know it's frustrating to have a tire failure in Sebring and to make a stupid mistake in Spa where we put the wrong tires on in the last stop and cost us the race so you know that's that's GTEM you know you've got to get a little bit of luck and and uh, just execute so this race is going to be is going to be good for that you know if there's some weather thrown in if there's some you know some challenges for people it really does it really does so yeah I, I'm, I'm okay with it and, and we know as a group we can run with anyone out there so as long as the cars are close I think we have a chance we're expecting to hear your name announced as part of an effort for next season yeah with obviously the new car and that's a big change for us in their program to be able to sell their car on to amateur drivers. What can you tell me from experiences you've had driving that new car, trying it out? Is it, is it what you expected? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just I was just talking about sort of how much we'd grown to like the you know the the current uh, car we drive, the old one, and and uh, you know it, it's like uh, you know it's like uh, you know. Uh, a well-fitting suit you know you just get used to it and it's it's, it's hard car to drive um, so you know turn that around right the new car has got a lot more performance um, you know even just physically you can feel that you know the arrow is generating a lot more cornering speed you can physically feel it you know you're, you're yes it's going to take some some adjustment but they've you know they've made a big step here I mean this is a 
you know, not, not completely different. It's still a front engine, you know, V8 car, but, you know, it is a, a big step. And, and I've driven a couple other cars in the intervening period, and, and this is by far the most proper car, you know, and, and I think Aston's still finding its way. So we'll be part of that development, which is going to be great. Um, but I think it's going to slot in right there. You can see in the pro class, it's, it's finding, you know, it's finding its way now. It's taken the better part of a of a year to, to do it, and um, I think we'll benefit by all that next year. Well, we know that raw performance isn't necessarily the key, especially in app. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, behind the wheel, the drivability is a massive factor, you know, you feel around the cockpit and just the feeling of the car. Can you quantify how much easier it's going to make your job as an man? Because I mean, we know with pros, they can all be like that, but a good car and a bad car for an amateur driver, it can be a big swing, can't it, in time? Yeah, no, I mean, I think from, from a, a couple of standpoints, in terms of the customer potential, and this car was designed to go both into GT3 and, you know, GTE format, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of features built in. I mean, it's, uh, you know, just from the cockpit and being more adjustable and, you know, fits, uh, fits a big guy like me, so, you know, a little more comfortable to be in, you know, that's a huge thing. I think the car, though, actually, because of its electronics and just the, the step it's taken is more complicated to drive. We think about the car we're in now, we've got all these dials, but you never use any of them. You get in and just go, we don't change a single thing, right? If I do one click of brake bias and a whole spin, you know, that's maybe the adjustment that we make. So, you know, this car has a lot more going on and actually I think for, at least in, in a GTE configuration, you know, I think the drivers are using it and it's quite a, uh, you know, a more interactive car. So that'll take some learning, but, you know, again, I mean, with so much more aero performance, you know, with, I think, a little bit of the tire development that's happened over the year and the car getting a little more comfortable to drive now, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a really nice car to drive and, and that's confidence inspiring, as you said, you know, as an AM, the first thing that you you want to feel is that you know what the car is going to do and, and you're building up very progressively to that limit and, and so this is a car I think you can do that. Does that make you really motivated to come back? Yeah. What is, it, what is it that keeps you coming back to the WC? <laughs> and that's not a loaded yeah. question because I yeah. think you shouldn't. It's, what is it about this championship that keeps you coming back year on year? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I, I am on a year-by-year -year deal, so I, you know, I've always said I, I signed up and bought the car just to make sure I had a, a toe in the water, and I'll make my formal decision after the mom, right, you know, in the next week or so, but um, I think, I mean, what inspires me to come back this time is the competition. I mean, I actually enjoy the fact that, you know, the class has gotten stronger, I understand. From the, yeah, that's what I've heard, right? So there's going to be, you know, it's going to be a really tough championship, and, and that appeals to me. I mean, I still think that, you know, I put myself up against anyone in the world in terms of a bronze driver, and, and uh, you know, I like my chances, and, and with, uh, you know, a properly balanced car now, it's going to be fun to, to put the hammer down and, and really, you know, really enjoy. So for me, I'm still motivated to win, and, and you know, I still feel like, you know, there's lots of improvement that I can do, particularly around consistency. And so that'll be, uh, you know, that's what pushes me. I mean, it's uh, a time in my life where it's a, it's a challenge, both in terms of family and, and business commitments. And so, you know, if it wasn't that rewarding, I, I'm not doing it just for fun, although it is a lot of fun. 
but it's that competition and, and the fact that you know the teams and, and you know, the fact the drivers are all have all gotten better in the championship that brings me back to, to sort of just make sure I have a have a chance to to have a good fight with everyone and, and that's uh, it looks like it's going to be that way. Yeah, I mean, Am's kind of becoming the backbone of the championship. You know, we always thought it might be P2, it might be Pro, and P2 is going to be strong next year. Yeah. But Am surprised a lot of people. There was a time when we thought, is Am going to even be a class? Right. And that wasn't very long ago. I agree. And now look at it. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest GT field in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and, you know, it's incredible. You've got a lot of people that are are uh, like-minded, I think, in terms of what they want to do. And, and uh, you know, so that's cool. I mean, I, yeah, I can remember a couple of years ago where there was debate as to whether there was any spots available and, and uh, it wasn't the right direction. Now, for my own two bits, I wish we were running the same bop as the pros and it went back five or six years because, frankly, I think, you know, all the drivers are motivated to, to have a battle. and. I'm not that sympathetic that the pro guys think they need to get around us easier. They, they should have to earn it too. So, you know, to me, that if it would be awesome if there was 32 cars fighting it out and everyone was on the same pace and you could have a real battle. But, you know, I get it that they want to create races within the race. So, you know, that's that's part of it. But, you know, we've been, I mean, I think the year I crashed here, we were second overall in GT. and. You know, that was a fun year when you could have a, a real, uh, you know, a real chance to, to win the overall category. And, and so that was, uh, that's appealing. But that's my own two bits. It's still is great, great to see and, and uh, you know, good to see good teams and everyone raising their level and, and uh, lots of good drivers coming to the championship. It's going to be great. Final question. We're seeing you continue to sort of do these other races, be it a couple of things like Bathurst, you've done a bit of IMSA stuff. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's on your radar now, outside of the WC stuff? Yeah, yeah. Could, so could we, still, see, could we see the new GTE car competing in IMSA in one of the big races? Would you like to take it for a spin there? Because, I mean, no, we know that Aston are trying to get mm-hmm. an American park technology. Yeah. Trying to get a car out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's a really good question. I'm still coming to grips with WEC, but, you know, for sure, you know, I've traditionally looked for a couple of things to do early in the year. I haven't totally gotten my mind around the calendar right now. I know Brazil's in there and, and Sebring's in there, so maybe it's not as free um, as it as it has been in, in prior years. But, um, you know, I love, love Daytona. It's a great race in some ways. It's for us, as at least in North America, it's always sort of the start of the year, so it's one of those ones I like to do. And and lately, Bathurst has been uh, has been um, something we've been going to. I guess we're we're defending class champions there, so in some ways you feel like you have to go back and and defend that. Um, but yeah, I know I know with Aston, I've been pretty relaxed about letting them sort of set the tempo for for America. It just hasn't seemed like. You know the right priority for them, just given in the last couple of years car development and everything going on. But it would be great to have uh, the car back in Daytona, even you know, even on a one-off. And and uh, whether that was in GTE or GT3 trim, I don't know. It could be, could be either, right? So you know, I, I think that would be a dream. I know they're working pretty hard here, and maybe they'll have their own news around that. But if they didn't have anything on, that would be a pretty logical thing to do. And and uh, you know, I, I, it would be great. We've been there before, obviously. And in both the configurations and had great results so you know it'd be nice to, to come back and do it faster thank you very much all right i've got with me now ross gunn aston martin's reserve driver he's here at le mans he's done a bit of action at the test day and uh, i think it's safe to say that 
He is still one for the future in terms of this works program. He's been building up for it for a while. Um, so tell me, Ross, first of all, you were here at the test day and you got, you got some proper laps in with the, uh, the Vantage AMR. Um, and for those of you listening, uh, Ross is a previous British GT champion. Um, he's been part of the Aston Martin stable for a long time and he's slowly building his way up. It's like a mini Darren Turner, really. Um, so yeah, how did the test day go for you and, and what was your role during that weekend? Yeah, so the test day was, a, first of all, a really good experience for me. Um, I've had, over the last year and a half, I've had fairly limited GTE running because I've been busy with other projects within, the, within Aston. Um, but yeah, it was great to get some time at my favourite circuit in the world uh, and also be prepared and ready for any any issues that may or that could potentially arise. Um, but also it was just a bit of a, a you know, an evaluation and, and to see where I'm at with the GTE pace-wise and everything. But it was, a, it was a great experience, very, very grateful for the opportunity and uh, I'm confident that, you know, it could potentially lead on to... to future future further outings tell me about the experience of, of taking that car around here you got in quite a few laps didn't you over 20 laps yeah so i got in over uh i got up to 25 laps in the 97 car uh i was penciled into running the 97 in the 95 car but unfortunately that had an issue in the morning which uh limited running and didn't enable me to drive but it was also for me it's a great preparation for this weekend's Le Mans Cup race which I'll be competing in with Beach Dean AMR um and yeah it, it's it it was a really cool feeling to be honest being out there in a factory car um you know alongside all the the other manufacturers uh it was something that i'll always remember and 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 something that i hope to to replicate in the future very soon as well you've been coming back and forth to le mans for a while um this time round, obviously you've got the road to le mans races to look forward to yeah um but when the race actually starts on the saturday the big one are you going to have a role within the team are you are you going to always just purely part of your development curve you've been able to sort of get a good idea of how this factory effort runs yeah it's it's uh for me it's all about learning because i'm still at the very although i've been around with aston for a couple of years now i'm still always learning a lot um and uh you know the whole point of me being so close to the team is to really pick up from you know the likes of darren johnny uh alex as much advice as possible so that when i do eventually get an opportunity i'll be 100 percent ready there'll be no stone unturned and we'll be ready to go um so you know it's it's my responsibility to to learn as much as possible and and make sure i'm always ready in terms of my role this weekend obviously i'll be very busy with with the racing side over at beach team but then obviously during the race i'll make sure i stay for the race take in absorb as much information as possible um, and, and fundamentally be there to, to support the team what's what, what's the uh, the mentoring been like from some of the current factory guys you mentioned some names that you're sort of feeding off of um, how have they been with you and you know how how much have they been getting stuck in on, on t- showing you the ropes yeah they've been really open so um, I'm very close with a couple of individuals mainly the UK based ones um, and they, they just you know I'm um, I try and, as I say, I try and absorb as much information as possible. They're very, very uh, relaxed and open with me in, in, in passing on things because, you know, some of them I've been with teammates with already in, in my career at Aston, uh, in, in, other, in other championships. 
Um, but they're all great guys. Uh, they're good fun to be around. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll be lining up with them in, in bigger things soon. Quick question about the Road to Le Mans races now. This seems to get bigger every year, these support races that they put on. I mean, you've got a massive LMP3 grid, um, but we have got a really good GT battle to look forward to. Those of us at trackside or watching from home, um, you know, we've got a couple of nice 55 minute long races here. You, you must be really looking forward to them. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the race. Um, there's so we've had two rounds already we're currently third in the championship uh we've been fairly consistently sort of in the mix throughout the year i think le mans is a, a good race for our car i think it's also a good race for our lineup as well because andrew's got two 24-hour race ex, uh, races of experience under his belt um i've driven at le mans for the last two years in whether it's support race or the main race itself um, so experience wise that counts for a lot of them on especially especially um, but yeah the grid is looking really strong there's a lot of lmp3 cars to to um, not to navigate but just to be aware of uh, but the gt3 feels looking very strong uh, in comparison to previous years which is really good and i think it's a it's a great year to have chosen Le Mans cup to as a championship to race in and um yeah, I can't wait to get going. Two 55-minute races. They're, to be honest, for Le Mans, they're sprint races. So uh, we'll be pushing um, as hard as possible for a good result. It's an interesting direct comparison you've got because within like a couple of weeks, you'll have driven in anger the GTE spec Vantage AMR and the GTE, and the GTE spec. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. How different are they around this circuit? Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a, in, a, in a few hours' time, but I think... Um, I have a feeling that I, I'm kind of predicting what it will be like. Obviously, the GT3 will be running on a customer tyre, so it's a different, completely different tyre. You have ABS, the aero is very different as well on the GT3. Um, so I'm kind of predicting what it will feel like in comparison, but I won't 100% know until after the session. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how the lap times compare. Because when we saw the the car demoed here last year, the lap times were absolutely savage. But I'm guessing that was particularly an unrestricted car, right? Yeah, so we, we ran it as a demonstration last year uh, in the Aston Martin Festival race. And um, yeah, the car will be in a slightly different spec this weekend. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it should be good fun and, and um, hopefully we can get a good result. So when are we going to see you next in the big race here? When are we going to see you in a pro car? Is it coming? You will see. It will, uh, you know, I'm pushing for it every day. That's my dream. That's my, my ambition is to, to race for the works team full time. Um, we'll see. I think uh, all I can do is just do the best job I can on track and off track. Um, and, and we'll see what comes. I've got with me Brian Gush here, the head of Bentley Motorsport. Um, he's here this week in the Road to Le Mans paddock um, supporting Team Africa Le Mans but that's not the only reason he's here obviously that's a fantastic cause um, we'll get to that in a minute and Jan Lambs is part of that lineup, so it's going to get a bit of media coverage I'm sure but we're standing by the team's truck and he's just opened the doors Brian can you tell the listeners what's inside the truck uh, well we've got the winning car from 2003 and uh, we've got the uh, chassis one of our second generation GT3 and we brought them along to celebrate our centenary and and the intertwined uh, Bentley history with Le Mans. Yeah, it's, it's an absolutely huge year for Bentley and we're mm. seeing 
you know, the, the IGTC program is obviously at the forefront of what you're doing this year. But here at Le Mans, you may not have a car in the main race, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that the media and the fans are going to lap up this week that's celebrating Bentley. Can you give us a uh, sort of brief rundown of what we're going to see this week? Uh, well, the ACO have really embraced our history and um, have invited us to uh, join in the celebrations um, here at Le Mans. They're going to rename a, a street uh, in the city, uh, Rue de Bentley Boys, uh, in honour of the, the Bentley Boys in the 1930s. And then, of course, the Bentley Boys of uh, the 2000s, from 2001 to 2003. Uh, and then uh, we'll also have a parade uh, ahead of the main race, uh, where we'll lead with the winning car, the Speed, speed 8. And then we'll have a Generation 1 GT3, a Generation two GT3, so then the three chapters, those three chapters of Bentley Motorsport, but also a blower, the, the original Birken blower of 1930 will be here as well, also in that uh, lineup, and then some other significant heritage cars, the second Bentley ever built will be here, uh, and we'll have a parade, uh, be something to see, I think. And I understand you're going to drive the winning car from 2003, is that correct? <sighs> well, if I have to... <laughs> <laughs> I will, yes, yes, I'm doing Have you driven it before? Uh, Yes, I have, yeah. Give us an impression of what it's like. Uh, It's a phenomenal car. Uh, It's it's, uh, handled fantastically. It's it's like an overgrown go-kart. Goes where you point it. I don't get anywhere near um, to to its limits, Um, but it's just uh, a great privilege to drive the car that I was part of the program in the 2000s. But you'll put your foot to the floor a little bit just to give the fans a bit of a sense of, you know, because pl- plenty of us, including me, weren't here back in 2003 and never got to see the cars. Uh, well, it's always a pleasure to start it and run it. Um, we've got uh, all bar two of the cars that we built for that program. Uh, we run them regularly. Uh, they always get a fantastic reception when they're out. And the only way to keep uh, a, a historic race car running is to run it regularly Mm. so we try and do that as often as possible and um, if there's nobody else to drive it I'll have to step in (laughs) Before I let you go um, tell me a little bit more about this um, Team Africa Le Mans effort so we were just talking here in the paddock and and I think it's safe to say this is a very worthy cause that they're um, trying to promote Yeah, Greg uh, Mills wanted to enter Khan there was some uh, technical problems with uh, the car he was going to enter and he's entered in the name of Stop Poaching in Africa which uh, we feel is a real worthy cause Uh, and when we heard of his difficulties we stepped in and um, uh, we lending him one of the cars that uh, had come back from uh, a team in the UK Uh, we just refurbished it got it ready for sale and we thought um, that his cause was a worthy one so we here because we've got the the other cars the heritage cars we've just spoken about here um, I got my race engineers to support him uh, and give him a helping hand yeah and I think it's safe to say they'll be hoping that you know the the crowds that come and on hand will get a good look at that car because as as I understand it the you know there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot that needs to be done in and what they're uh, what they're aiming for here with with supporting this cause, as you were telling me yeah. earlier, there's mm-hmm. you know they're they're looking at stuff that's getting poached. It's you know we've got fewer of them than, than mm-hmm. rhinos out there. Yeah, the the animal they've got on the car in their livery is the pangolin, uh, which is apparently down to the hundreds. It's being poached mercilessly in Africa and and being sold into to Asia uh, for for crazy reasons and. Uh, 
that uh, if we don't do something about it, uh, that animal will die out. Mm. And um, so I think to raise the awareness uh, on a race car, I think it's a great, great cause. Yeah, so we can look forward to the two Road to Le Mans races. There's one on Thursday and there's one on Saturday just before the start of the main race. Um, and I think with the massive GT3 and LMP3 group we've got on hand, we've, we're going to be in for a bit of a treat here. And then, of course, on Friday, I'm sure you'll be snooping around the ACO press conference with, uh, with an eye to, to look at what those new regulations have to say. Yeah, we're certainly interested. We follow them with, uh, with great interest. Uh, and I hope the ACO have um, come up with a formula that uh, will attract more manufacturers into the, the event. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement here that Bent is a big part of this race and a big part of this event. And maybe one day we'll see you back. But thank you very much for your time, uh, Brian, and I hope to see you soon. Super, thank you.